Welcome to the podcast. Today we have Tessa from MasterChef. Now, if you've been following MasterChef this season, you'll know that she's just been knocked out. There has to be a protest. It has to be wrong. She come out to the market. We walked the floor. We got to know each other and she just fit right in like she was just one of the crew, one of the family, one of the nicest people I've had the chance to, to, to talk to, actually. She's really down to earth, wholesome, really knows herself and also knows a heap about cooking and all the gossip of MasterChef. So sit back, relax and enjoy this one on the podcast. Tessa from MasterChef, welcome to the podcast. Yes, I'm excited to be here. Well, number seven, did you finish seventh? Seventh. Lucky number in China though, so I'm feeling pretty good about that. I think that's, um, yeah, not a bad feat. You said that you won't be able to answer every question. Who wins? Uh, Yeah, I wonder. (laughs) I don't know. You tell me. You're right, yeah. Who would I back, actually? I don't know. Um, I forget their names. Um, Loza? Loza, yeah, there's Laura, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. she's she's pretty good. Yeah, what about Reynold? Yeah, I know, you, uh, he beat you, so he's probably a good chance. Yeah, I think he's he's pretty good chance. He's a good guy. I really felt heartfelt when they said that thing about him. Yeah. Uh, The family thing. Yeah. How did you go with the family thing? Well, yeah, I didn't really get much airtime during that um, episode, but it was more for me, the picture was a photo from when we like moved to Australia um, with my dad and my sister. So it was it was nice to sort of um, be able to reflect on that. And I was just thinking a lot about my sister. We're super close, so I was bawling my eyes out. Um, of course, it doesn't really take much, actually. Mm. Um, yeah, it was um, that was a nice episode. I think everybody cooked a really good dish, so there was no sort of bad moments that day. I will set the scene for today. You've got up really, really early, much yeah. earlier than you've been getting up for, for MasterChef. And it's, yeah. uh, you, I, I got you out here about 5.45 to meet me at the market. And we did a bit of a walk around and we met some of the people that in your previous job, you may have investigated. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, but uh, we had a look at some beautiful produce and now we're at our lovely shed and uh, we're going to get this ball rolling. Um, I have to um, say... How did you, you know, what, where did you find your love? You had a job and you thought, man, I've got to get out of this and, and get into something else? Yeah, well, I just wasn't really happy, I think, in sort of the office environment, you know, stagnant, behind a screen. Just I just knew that I was just losing interest and I just wasn't sort of bringing the best to that job even. Um, and then I went to Regional Flavours that year and then uh, I think I was watching Gary Megan. Um, and then, you know, I was with my boyfriend and he sort of prompted me to um, go down and speak to the MasterChef guys at the end of the demo. Um, and I was like, oh, look, there was like thousands of people around and I was like, there's no point in me going down there. I'm not good enough. Like, I'm, you know, I'm just a home cook. Like, I, I don't have that capacity. Um, but anyway, he pushed and pushed. And I went down there, um, chatted to one of the producers and gave them my details um, yeah, and then she gave me a call, emailed me, sort of just kept sort of pushing for me to properly apply and fill out this 25-page application, talking about why I should be on the show and, you know, and doing that application was even eye-opening. I'm like, geez, what the hell am I doing? Like, mm. I shouldn't be applying for this as intense. Um, yeah, like sent the application off and then, um, yeah, before I knew it I was um, – you know, gone through two rounds before I made it to that, um, you know, official sort of um, process of that episode one where you go in front of the judges and, you know, 
sort of pouring your heart out and showing them your cooking style. Um, yeah. Does the, does the process actually make you want it more? It's like because of those questions yeah. in that, does it make you think about it and go, now yeah. you actually know? It might help yeah. you answer those questions. Um, after the application then, yeah, you get that sort of first state audition and then there's like hundreds and hundreds of people around, um, you know, Queensland um, that are just wanting a position to go to the next level. So I kind of realised at that first audition that I was super competitive. Like I was – and I felt this wave of nerves, like, you know, you're going in there um, – and the first thing that we get is a mystery box. So, um, you know, we've got to sort of come up with something. And we actually did it at one of the TAFE, um, like in TAFEs in Brisbane. Um, yeah, and I kind of realised, I was like, oh, this isn't sort of, you know, once I got through that, I'd kind of ripped the Band-Aid off and I was kind of like, oh, it's not actually as sort of daunting as I thought it would be. Like I got through it. Mm. So, um, yeah, once I did that, then I was kind of like, well, all right, I can do this, like, I started to sort of apply myself more and take it more seriously. Did you practice before you were going on? Like, did you go, right, I've got to know how no. to make an ice cream? Because, you know, no. like... you like Oh, like not that first audition. Not the first one, no. For, um, once I got my apron, I think, because there's sort of a three-week lag, I think, until you're sort of actually officially, you know, filming that episode one. Um, then I'm like practicing like a mad woman, like, you know, shoe pastries, learning types of potatoes, buddy, like just basics, how to make a sponge, like, you yeah. know, just so checking doing temperatures a whole of meat. apprenticeship in like three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. the basics, like, you know, things that you should know, like that you kind of just do, that you can't sort of leave to chance if you, you know, put to it. Um, but yeah, it's it, it is full on, and like I that during those three weeks, I was really questioning like, what the hell am I doing? And if you get out the first week, then you're like, why am I, why am I investing my time into this? Like, why is it so important? But you kind of like, I don't know this this sort of drive that you get when you're like you don't you don't want to fail. Like a, it's just that's just my mentality that I don't want to fail, so I have to just apply myself fully and. That's how they attack it. But that's life as well, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like if you don't, like you might fail yeah. the first week in everything you do. Yeah. But if you don't actually give yourself the best chance, then you're sort of, yeah. you're out before you start. Anyway. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. You just kind of got to go with it. Like if it feels right, like you know, I, the passion was obviously there, and it kind of felt right to me. But I didn't really know why because it was so foreign, mm. you know. But now two years down the track, and I'm I'm you know done back to back seasons, and now I realise that yeah, that passion has you know grown so much, and that started just as a little trickle like just a little idea that I could be you know moving into something bigger yeah um what did you cook for your auditions actually so my first audition dish actually yeah well it was my first and only because I didn't have to audition last season um but it was a coriander noodles like a coconut lemongrass broth um with smoked rainbow trout tea smoked rainbow trout that's Queensland yeah, totally Queensland. Yeah, yeah, I was very much inspired by um, Spirit House. I've got something similar on the menu, and I that's my favourite restaurant. Was my favourite restaurant. Okay, um, my questions, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I just wanted to sort of come up with something that was like you know reflective of my palate. Like I love eating Southeast Asian food. Um, but something that was sort of refined and then showed enough technique to get me through the doors. And that was just, yeah, all-encompassing. It was good. Judges loved it. Gary drank the sauce. That's what you want. Boom. Yeah. 
Dang. Was that the year that there was all like three or four good looking blondes on there? Was that there was that a year? few, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was myself and Nicole and Christina. Yeah, actually, I'm seeing Nicole tonight. Um, yeah, which should be good. Nice. It was meant to have a wine, but um, dry July gets in the way, so. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Is that today? Yeah, yep. Yes. <laughs> I have an excuse not to drink tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, the current season that you were just on. Um, who who's your favorite? Who's your favorite mate in there? Who became favorite mate? Um, look, I I got along well with a lot of people, um, but I think the person that I really just clicked with the most was Reese. Um, Reese is just like a bundle of fun. Like he's just the best. He's hilarious. He is just. Um, constantly just like toots his own horn but it's just it's funny um and he's just so lovable and he's just like makes you know a stressful situation more lighthearted, and that was just what we all needed i think he's actually great for television he's so vulnerable he's and, so good and, and you know like but he's so aware like yeah. as well he knows what he's doing i think um but he does it so well and that is still what he's like off camera as well He's got puss in boot eyes. Like, puss in boot, yeah, he is a please. little bit, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I want you to please judge me yeah. nicely. But it's real. It's not yeah. the fake one, which a couple of others I yeah. think have got in there. Yeah. No, yeah. we would often have, um, like, dance parties in the apartment. Because of corona, we couldn't really get out. So we would end up drinking and, you know, <laughs> on our weekends and just go stir crazy you know, put, um, I don't know, like MTV or something on whatever's playing music and then, yeah, just have a little dance it out after a stressful week. So Who's cooking in the house? Oh, we all, like, everybody's cooking really. Um, like, we, it's funny because, like, last season I think we would just be so buggered and we'd want to sort of get home and study. But this season it was kind of like when we would finish after a long day of filming, we would still cook you know, a meal and share it together. You know, if you're sharing it, like I was sharing an apartment with Poe. So we would get home, debrief, cook a nice dinner. Um, yeah. And like actually just hang out and chat. So it was actually quite different almost to last season. I'm imagining this big eight bedroom house and there's one kitchen. And no, that was, you that was what it used to be like, but this season was a little bit different because um, I think, you know, we're, we're sort of MasterChef alumni and we know what, the situation's like and I don't think the producers um, wanted to put us back into that big house together and give us a little bit more you know space and room to breathe yeah treated like absolute adults (laughs) um, which was lovely we even have it had our phones we had um, access to computers. Yeah, like, that was one of my other questions. Yeah, so you could yeah. go home and do a bit of study. and uh, Yeah, uh, and, like, so we didn't have to read, you know, recipe books. Like, um, last season, um, we, like, the only access that we had to recipes to get inspiration from um, was just, like, piles and piles of recipe books, you know, some of them dating back way too far back. Um, and this season we were just able to get home and jump on the computer and look something up that we just really need to, you know, build on. And it's like just having that ability just meant that this this season was going to be so much better. What did you absolutely just get away with? Like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to do this instead of this. Was there there many of those moments where you think, bang, what did I just uh, just got away with that? Oh, probably like... Oh, like cooking wise, like in the competition, you're in there, and what did you get away with? Mm, just got or away. What did, or with. what just came like that? 
batter on that fish and chips that you did that. That yeah. was just ridiculously good. What it looked yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I know. think there's a, probably a lot of moments like that on the show. <laughs> like, to be honest, because, like, you, we don't really have time to, like, sort of um, recipe check things, or, like, you know, before we cook them. So if an idea comes to us, we're, like... Most of the time we're all like, oh, shit, or, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I'm just going to cook it and whatever happens. And usually you'll take those bigger risks, um, you know, in mystery boxes or something where there's no... You're um, not getting kicked out. Nah, like, yeah, 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 eliminations, you'll see less sort of um, just throw it out there into the wind cooking. It's more, like, calculated, whereas, mm. the you know, if you're just wanting to risk something, yeah, the, there was definitely a few of those. I think most of my mystery boxes I just, like, you know, had fun with it. That's why I probably wasn't in the top ones because a lot of the times, you know, it stuffed up. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's um, the Master Chef's full of those sorts of things. True. I think everyone would say they just yeah been winging stuff. it the whole way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so one thing that always confuses me with the television, the magic of television, is you're serving up the dish and they put the ice cream on and then it's like time's up and then all of a sudden. 20 minutes later, the ice cream is perfect in front of the judges. Yeah. How does that work? Yeah. So, and the kitchen's clean. Yeah, and the kitchen's clean. So we so time's up um, and all your elements need to be completed. So you we while we're cooking, food team come past and they're saying, you know, what is your dish comprised of? What are your elements? You know, is there anything hot? Is there anything that's going to spoil? Is it, you know, what's going to happen? So for desserts, um, if it's ice cream, you know, at the end of the cook, the ice cream um, needs to be in the freezer um, and it can be scooped just before walking up to the judges. Right. So, yeah, the filming of that um, just is, you know, as it's just about to go up to the judges when the room's clean, um, you know, sauces get slightly warmed up, um, you know, things get kept in the fridge, whatever, like put your last bit of garnish on. If, so if it is hot when they're eating it a lot of the time? Um, no, the food's not hot. Yeah, okay. No, but like and the sauce stuff, does, can be does stuff warm. overcook because of that. Like because uh, you're trying I, yeah. to cook, you know. Like look, I think I think um, that can be a bit tough on the judging. Like because if you and you might yeah. not know you're going next too. Because yeah. like fish, yeah. Even when you serve it in a restaurant and you put it on the thing, it's like get this fish out. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So like it 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 is affected. Um, the food, of course, is affected by that. Um, but like what I hope that the judges do when they do judge mm. is take that into consideration, which sometimes happens and sometimes doesn't. So you kind of like when you make a decision to make a dish, you're putting the fate sort of in their hands and just trusting that they will understand what's going through your mind at making that decision and what the dish looked like at the end. Mm. Um, a lot of the time, though, we would do maybe a test plate at the end of time so they can eat it while it's hot and have, you know, a test piece of fish so that they can eat that. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much like how you can get the best judgment is if you give them a tester at the end, otherwise they solely need to rely on their memory and then that cold dish in front of them. Yeah. So yeah, you've kind of got to, um, organize yourself enough, um, to do that tester, which I would often forget. So <laughs> yeah, I, I actually find all that stuff interesting and watching the show over and over again, you go, right, wow, how do they do that? So, yeah. I mean, I guess that the, that's the only way they can do it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, who previous winners of MasterChef? Who's your favorite? Probably Adam Liar. I think he is incredible, and he's just like a genius of like he knows so much about everything. He's just a wealth of knowledge. Like, um, and the food that he cooks is inspiring. It's also like 
quite simplistic and it's um he doesn't steer too far away from sort of the origins of 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 an ingredient or a dish um cuisine type he's yeah he's really cool adam i I love sort of following his journey i think he's like got yeah quite an interesting personality um when um actually i don't remember him he beat callum Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Cal. So he had like a lawyer sort of background, I think. He was, right, yeah. okay. Um, I don't know if he was lawyer or just in law, I don't know. But he's, yeah, he's super smart. Callum's uh, very technical and very um, strategy. Is he that the word? Is he really the thinks about the most strategic competitor, like, yeah. from MasterChef. Yeah. Like, everything is calculated for Callum. Like, yeah. you know that he has completely strategized a cook before it's begun like within the couple of minutes it we've been told it to like he is his brain works on a different level like yeah. it's crazy it's like he knew at the beginning i've just got to be not last i've just yeah got yeah, to be yeah. Not last. he knows doesn't matter if i finish second last just he knows not be last. Sister, like he he cooks incredibly well he's so organized mm. like and he i think you know that background of having like a cooking school you kind of have to be organized and you need to be methodical and that's just exactly the way he is it's it's amazing any regrets um, over the series, I mean? Oh, uh, I think, like, this season, I think I probably just took things a little bit seriously sometimes. Um, like, looking back at it, I think I was so focused on sort of making things perfect or doing things a certain way or, you know, showing the du- judges something new all the time. Mm. Um, and it became apparent even probably just watching, you know, the season um, on TV that you know, it didn't really matter. Like, I don't know why I had it in my head so much to show them like different aspects of my cooking because I actually just want you to perfect something, which I sort of found out later on that they would be happy to eat fish every single dish. If I cooked that every single dish, then mm. I could have gotten away with that. But I thought that that would just be a cop out. So I kind of steered away from that. Is it, um, Loz, she was making lots of pasta, 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 pasta. She was sort of sticking to it. Yeah, stuff. and she's good at it. Yeah. And, you know, pasta does, it is quite multi dimensional. There's different types. You know, you can make pasta dough so many different ways, even. You can mm. fold it differently. You can, you know, put different fillings and cook it differently, whatever. And it's like, you know, Brendan with his dumplings, Reese has done four tarts in a row. Uh, It's like, you know, but the pastry's different, the filling's different. And I suppose that's what I didn't really think much about was that, yeah, there's different varieties of seafood that I could have whipped out constantly. But I just, I don't know why I had it in my head that I just didn't want to just be, you know. um, I I, I feel like it's more like a job interview than a, than yeah. A, uh, actual competition. Yeah. yeah. I think competition cooking, you know, um, can be very different. Favorite challenge on the show. Favorite challenge. Um. Hmm. I kind of didn't love like conceptual stuff. Like I kind of found that a little bit sort of daunting, especially if I've only got five minutes to think of something. Then it's like, oh my god, I've got to think of like how to create a dish with just, um, you know, the idea of um, a bird chirping. And then you're like, okay, how can I get that on a dish? Um, So for me, I preferred challenges that were like, like I loved that one where we were cooking um, in front of the live audience with the grandstand. um, And, you know, they were chanting us like, 
you know, T-E-S-S-A. I'm like cooking along like, whoa, this is so intense. Yeah. I just felt like such a rock star. But that was like the energy was just like so intense. Like I think some of the other contestants, like Harry was saying he almost had like a panic attack because the energy was just like, you know, he could feel everything and he was trying to cook and, you know, get things done and, yeah, it was very full on. Like that paired with the stress and then like your whole team's watching you and if you get them into the next round, then they're potentially going into elimination. And, you know, it was just like, yeah, it was it was full on, but it was fun. At the end of it, you just feel this like incredible um, achieve, achievement sort of thing. It feels like when, uh, when you guys are running to the pantry, it's like the person who's running slow still has no idea. It's like, okay, yeah. you guys are ahead of me because um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite sure yeah, what's going like, on. what are they grabbing? Yeah. Sometimes I'd be like, oh, yeah, okay, they're grabbing that. Okay, cool. Yep, I'll go, I'll go this way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I always ask people, and we're nowhere near the end, but I usually ask these questions. I'm going to start throwing them in the middle. What's your favourite fruit? Favourite fruit? Um, probably Fajoa. Great, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah Fajoa. Tell me about New Zealand, actually. Yeah. Did you do so? Just home cook. You didn't cook over there much, did you? No, nah, like I, because I was like still quite young. So I moved over. We moved over to Australia when I was about eight or nine. Oh, um okay. So actually, I must have been nine. It was two thousand. Yeah. Um. So it was more. Um. I was watching my grand cook a lot. So she, like, you know, she ranged from putting, like, making banana sliced banana sandwiches, like white bread, butter, sliced banana, bit of, like, raw sugar, bit of bread on top. Like, that's sort of the stuff that I grew up with. Like, you know, but she would make beautiful braised pies and, like, fresh lamingtons and, like, beautiful stuff. So, like, that was sort of my initial introduction to watching you know someone in the kitchen cooking and and then enjoying the food as a family all together so we'd all like sit around a big table and it would be so loud um my cousins and that would come over and we'd all just share the food together and it was just a really social loving experience and that's sort of my first sort of memories of it there's something about um just cooking i mean even that banana sandwich that you you know you 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 almost sound like you were talking down but it was it is so simple, but it's so delicious. And I think sometimes we try too hard in restaurants. Do you think that as a as a thing, we're sort of we, in a fine dining sort of sense, we might be trying a little hard sometimes? Or definitely, like, and that sort of comes back to um, like my style of cooking, the way the things that I cook, right? The things that I cook on the show, um, you know, would sometimes be quite refined, and um, you know, they a little bit wanky sometimes. Mm that's not even like what I really enjoy eating. Like I love cooking that sort of stuff and creating things that look beautiful and, you know, elegant. But then, you know, I'll cook that and then go home and make like a big bowl of like fresh pasta or mm. like, you know, I'll make my grand's pie or, um, you know, I'll make, yeah, like a, I don't know, like a burger. Like, you know, things that are just a little bit more rustic and, homey that's Cause, cause yeah for me that most of the successful businesses like a lot of people think of restaurants as you know you know i think if you ask the person why they're going out for dinner it's to enjoy delicious food we don't need to be completely wowed out, no. of, out of our you know no like, way like we, we want it brought to us cooked perfectly yeah. and hot and all the yeah. rest and um i think that yeah for me uh watching from my angle i just go man you guys are trying way too hard yeah 
And there's some really great chefs who can just cook a carrot fantastically. If you, yeah, like don't overthink it. Just yeah. have a concept and then do it really well. Like, you know, like charcoal chicken. Like if you make the most beautiful, moist, rotisserie chicken, throw it on a roll, nice bit of sauce. Like seriously, if you do that really well, then you will get return customers and you'll never have to worry about, you know, people not coming back. Like if you just do something perfectly... It doesn't need to be, like, refined. It doesn't need to be ahead of the game. You don't need to be beating other chefs, whatever. Just make something really well. Like, that's that's what people want. I feel like every good restaurant or, you know, let's call it fancy restaurant, needs to have an offset of uh, their kebab for their yeah. culture or yeah. whatever on the side. So yeah. the one you get going home drunk. But you want it great still. Yeah. You don't want the dodgy one. You want the one yeah. that is actually made with, where yeah. they made the bread. And uh, the chicken's not saying that yeah. come in a thing and they put the chicken on there, they cooked it over coals or whatever. Yeah. That sort of food, I feel like there's still not quite enough of it. There's not. Like there's, there really isn't. And, like, you know, Melbourne's probably um, at the forefront with, you know, more joints like that that have, you know, the ability to offer that really sort of just perfect approach to supplying customers with the best mm. stuff. Um, and that's, like, Brisbane's sort of slowly catching up. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, you know, I think it's just something that I suppose we as cooks all need to work on, like, you know, offering better stuff to customers and just being able to meet their needs. Like, you know, yeah, people love going out for dinner and it's lovely to, you know, have a nice dinner, food looks delicious and everything's perfectly prepared and whatever. But, you know, you, it kind of takes a little bit of the love out of it sometimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I sort of get it, but I don't get it. Or maybe I'm just past it. I'm just like, I really just, I like simple, simple stuff that can be done, you know, um, really well. Well, um, and that gets back to choosing ingredients. So now you're you're out of Master Chef and you're getting around. They're different cheeses anyway. Just um, scarlet. <laughs> Stop touching stuff. Um, yeah, no, um, now you're out of there. You, you're getting around to a few farms and inspiring yourself yeah. and, and just getting back to basics and then matching it all up. Is that, yeah. is that what's going on? Yeah, pretty much. I think um, just grounding myself again, um, getting back to sort of a reality or creating a new reality. So not not the reality that someone said you, you know, you got asked to go on some other show. Was it? Oh, Bachelorette. Bachelorette. Yeah, yeah. Huh? like that would be super fun. Um, but no, I've got a boyfriend. Frogs. So, yeah, I've got a boyfriend, so that kind of gets in the way, unfortunately. Yeah, um, he must be a good egg. Yeah, I've asked him, but he, you know, and he was like, look, if you want to <laughs> do that as an experience, then go for it. But um, Really? Yeah, like, oh, he, I think he says that, but I don't think he actually yeah, would want yeah. me to. Yeah, we're definitely you breaking know, up, like, you can do it. Yeah. Um, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I could, like, oh, that would just be, I could not be bothered with that. Yeah. I just feel like that just, oh. Standing around, like giving someone a rose, talking about feelings, and uh, Nick used to work for them, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. uh, yeah uh, no, that would. And then, like, how awkward, like, if there's someone on there that you just really don't want to be around, and you've got to deal with them. No. Nah. What's uh, what's next for you? What are you What are you gonna do? You're out on the other side. You're regrouping. You're going yeah. to see some farms. Like, I just want to do stuff that makes me happy. Um, like, whatever that is. At the moment, I'm just, like, still cooking a lot. I'm, you know, reconnecting with my friends and family. Um, and just, I don't know, trying to work out what I'm passionate about properly that I want to, you know, invest my time 
and money. Like, you know, I, I kind of want to, I don't want to just do something for the sake of doing it and just being in the industry. I want to do something that's actually going to make a difference. And, mm. you know, that's something that I'm proud of. Um, and that's sort of what I'm planning and trying to figure out at the moment. Um, yeah. That's, that's I, I, use, I like to think that I'm taking people on this journey, but I'm going to jump back into MasterChef again. Yeah. Who was your favourite judge? Favourite judge? I think it would probably have to be Melissa. I think that she is just... Okay. Who's your favourite judge out of the top, out of the previous six judges? Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Um, probably... Matt Preston. I just think he's very down to earth and um, he's a very good man. He's got a lot of love um, to give and he's just very supportive. Um, yeah, he's like always so encouraging, even being off the show. He's just, yeah, he's um, he's a great man. You have to call your kid Matt, wouldn't you? How many successful Matt chefs are there? <laughs> yeah, there's heaps. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Matt uh, does the Food and Wine Festival, and um, the first, very first year, we had a place at Belmondo's, and we had the fruit shop there, and he came in, and he wrote in Delicious Magazine that it was a world beater, and I was very chuffed about that. And um, and I saw him every year, and, you know, I didn't, you know, he sort of knew who I was, but, you know, could hardly probably remember. But um, because we did all the fruit and veg. But one year I was just absolutely wrecked and I introduced him and I said to my mate, oh, this is Matt Stone. And I was like, oh, and he did not like it. So sorry, Matt, if you're listening. <laughs> it was a pure mistake. There's too many Matts. I'm completely too dyslexic. Many, way yeah, too yeah, many. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, at least they're all successful, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Who did you cook with, Joe or Matt, when they came on the show? Matt. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you won. Yeah, yeah. No. You lost. No, oh, that's we right. lost. Yeah. yeah, no. We oh, that was a big stuff up like we just I think like I do you know what's funny when we were trying to organize the teams and they said, you know, you can choose your team. I was edging towards the dessert side because I was like I reckon this is just going to be easier. You know, three courses, desserts, you can just chuck it in the freezer, chuck it in the churn, you know, like yeah. you don't really need to overthink it, just get your flavors right and it's done. Um, but then, you know, I was like, oh, it makes sense for me just to go savory. I'll just stick to savory. And, yeah, that was a bad idea because there's savory cooking is just, there's so, it's more temperamental. Like there's so much that can go wrong yeah. and you've got to balance everything. You've got to prepare everything. So, yeah, no, we lost that one. And when that they were doing that rhubarb over there and I was like, oh, uh, Matt's got this for sure. This Whoever it was stuck in that rhubarb vertically in that thing. I was yeah. That's not going to work. Just, yeah. And it didn't cook. I was like, bloody hell. Yeah, that was Poe, I think. Oh, was it? Yeah. Your roomie. My roomie. Um, yeah, no, I think. And Matt was like, <laughs> I remember during the cook and he's like, oh, I don't mind who wins. Like, you know, Joe's incredible. And I was like, get your act together, mate. Like, we are not going into elimination. you got to, like, pep us up a bit. Yeah, you're not losing here, yeah. actually. But he did say to the young noodle guy, Brendan. Oh, yeah. Uh, mate, it's not me who's going on. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Like, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brendan needed to, um, yeah, sort of control the situation. But, yeah, that was an interesting cook. It was fun. Do you – just reading some of the questions we wrote last night while I was drinking margaritas. Do you yeah. um, do you want a job at Suncoast as one of them? Uh, oh, no. yeah, yeah. Employ me. Let's, let's go. You start tomorrow. You can go get one yeah, of head sales. So I can um, yep, yep. sell some good produce for you. You're a criminal that, – in, that, in your previous boring job before you come here, criminal statistician? Yeah, criminal statistician, yeah. Wow. So that's sort of like um, data analysis on like – 
you know, criminal data. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's so not I'm, like looking at the people at the Brisbane markets and the Melbourne markets and stuff. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah, it was, that was like, it seems way more interesting than it actually was. Um, it's very, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very um, black and white job. And it's like, yeah, there's a lot of systems and it's, you know, writing code and all that fun stuff, um, which, you know, my brain only has so much capacity for. Um, there's people much better at that than me. So <laughs> it was best that I moved along and um, made room for someone so, better. So the world's a safer place now. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's <laughs> much better data now that I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, back to MasterChef because we're jumping around here. Yeah. Uh, you, the, the chefs that come on did the masterclasses or just come in and, you know, who, yeah. who was the one that went, man, that guy's got, or that chick's got her shit together? Oh. Um, can't say Katy Perry. Oh, no way. Yeah. <laughs> um, Oh, my God, there's so many, like, judges and uh, uh, chefs and that that have come through. Um, like, should I oh, – maybe I can try and, like, bring it down to either last – what was last season? Who was here? Um, oh, my God. Do you know what was so cool meeting Gordon Ramsay, though? Like, he's such a legend. Maybe yeah. I'll just uh, – like, the most uh, – for some reason, the last masterclass that I think can think of that really – I loved was the Lewis Tigarams because oh, yeah. he's just really cool. And yeah. I just loved those like handmade noodles oh, that he my did. God. He just really knows cool. his shit, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's like, just had a really cool life. And it was cool just even hearing little snippets of stories about, you know, his, his travels. Um, but yeah, Gordon, Gordon Ramsay is just awesome. Like, and he was just no, like there was just no mean Gordon at all. Like there was, he was really, you know, confident as as he always is, but like, just kind and normal and like. I, I reckon I'd like to work for him. Yeah. Because you would be on time. You would know your shit. You'd remember it. Yeah. And you'd make sure that shit was right. Yeah. I, I think it would be inspiring and very rewarding person to work yeah. for. Yeah. When they did that challenge where they had to keep up with him. Yeah. At the very beginning, I don't think you were in that one at the no. end. It was a kick out one. Man, that was, you know, when he did that fish, I was like, these guys are done. They're not going to keep up with that fish. Like, yeah. Because you know, no one knows how to do that, really. Like, not many shows, young cooks call it. Yeah. Get that. Well, most people on the, like, all, most of the. They did it right. Who, one of them hacked it up. Like Sarah. Yeah. But Sarah, I think, I don't know, I don't think she can do it quickly. But, like, yeah, I suppose it's more of a. Yeah. And you've kind of, kind of got to do it with the knife that they give you as well. And you know how some people are pretty. St- like quite sticklers for what knife they'll use on certain size fish mm. and whatever. But yeah, he was he was cool. That was good to watch. What restaurant have you missed most while COVID's been messing with us? Oh, um, oh, I've got a few favourites at the moment. Um, probably some young guys. Yeah, yeah, great. I love yeah. going there and just like they did the takeaway and beach. they did the sauces. Yeah, I know. And, yeah. yeah, well, like. So if you can get it at, like, the markets, I don't, like, go to the specific markets that yeah, they're sold right. at. And then they're probably gone by, you know, what, 6.30 a.m.? I'm still in bed then. <laughs> <laughs> um, what other questions have we got here for you? Have you cooked the um, – this is my son's question. Have you cooked the uh, anything Indian and Mexican since you left the MasterChef? <laughs> Um, yeah, I cook Cheeky Indian. Brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I cook a lot of Indian, Mexican. Actually, yeah, I've probably cooked both. Not together, though. I haven't fu- fused them together like I did then. Um, 
But look, I like bloody loved those two dishes that I did. So, you know, I'll just agree to disagree with that result. Yeah, was there much of that where you thought you had something you didn't? 100%. A lot of the times that I was just um, opinion, cooking, I really thought like a few, couple of my dishes were pretty like pretty good. And um, yeah, I just didn't really get... The, the tartare sauce. I mean, oh my God. Yeah, like, You've got to I talk mean, about it. I was trying to avoid I was never going to ask you what's your caper and all that rubbish, but... Um, it is it's yeah it's it's quite subjective to add capers into tartare personally like coming from new zealand it's like it's not really something that's like a make or break like gherkins or cornichons yes for me they have to be in it um yeah it was weird i I don't know i had honestly when they said that it was so off my radar that that was going to be a stickler that i was like kind of shocked and i kind of laughed when i walked off because i was like Okay, that's what what we're doing. Okay, sweet. Yeah, have you not like, been in New Zealand? Yeah, and I was like, do do we want to talk about how epic that batter is and how I've just triple cooked those chips and you know bloody filleted a fish the size of myself? But you know that's all right. It is what it is. Don't hey. get better, get better. You know. <laughs> um, this morning when we were walking around the market, um, a couple of people come up to you. How are you dealing with that? Is it um? Is it um, hard? It's actually fine. Like, I really, I love that people, like, care so much and, like, are that excited to meet me. It's very flattering and lovely. Um, and, yeah, there's, like, lots of kids that come up to me, which is so cute. And I just love that, that I've been able to, like, make an impact on a little kid's life. Um, and that, you know, like, I got sent a message the other day of this little girl bawling her eyes out when I got eliminated. And it broke my heart. And I was just like, <laughs> you know, you just don't even think that that, that you would affect someone so much. Um, so yeah, I like I love meeting people. I think it's really really cool. And I yeah, I, I wouldn't stop that. Keep coming up to me and say hello. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you definitely. I'm. You know. I think I know the answer to this. You definitely recommend that people should um should go on MasterChef if, if they're half thinking about it. Um. Yeah. I think it takes um. It takes a lot of determination to go on the show. You've got to be very strong. Um, you need to be able to take criticisms very well and you need to be able to deal with, um, you know, trolls and, like, bad media. Like, the more that we're online, the more people will rip you apart and want to bring you down. So if you do make it far and you do, um, you know, do quite well on the show, then you've got to be prepared for the backlash as well. Um, but there's so much greatness to come out of it as well. So if you are resilient and strong and you can, you know, re cook reasonably well and you're prepared to learn and, you know, study and be away from family and friends for six months, it is the best thing you'll ever do. Like, you know, go through the grid of it and, and then come out the other side and you're, I feel like I'm, you know, I've grown so much. Like I've seen so much in the last couple of years. Like, you know, I've just been sort of open to learning and it has absolutely changed my life like I feel like I'm able to look at things differently than I used to you know I didn't realize how sort of closed-minded I was with certain things um yeah it's it's definitely made me more open and approachable and un and uh, like I understand situations better yeah well that was one of my questions what was the big difference of as you as a person but I think you've answered that yeah like things that you know um or like I would do in my day-to-day -day life that I wouldn't really even um, acknowledge or understand why I did it or, you know, or I would, I don't know. I just am more, 
like aware. I feel like I've just been like sort of woken up from a bit of a sleep. Like, you know, it kind of makes you, it rattles your world doing something that is scary. Like it's super frightening to put yourself out there. Um, and it just makes you look at your life differently and change the way that you do things. It's actually really lovely to meet you in person and you've actually made all of us feel really comfortable as well. You never know what the person's like when you, you know, you haven't met them and, um, you, you made me feel comfortable straight away and, uh, oh, good. and Scarlett and everyone. So, oh, good. um, I don't know if that was you before the show or that was part of the show that's made you, you know, even more lovely. So, um. Yeah, I reckon it'd be an awesome experience and you really find yeah. out who you are. So um, we're gonna have some cheese and some apples and some cucumelons and some and some crickets. And, and oh yeah, where's the crickets? <laughs> I nearly forgot. I have to do oh, this while the show's sorry. on. You said it. Okay, from the last oh, podcast. No. Okay, here we go. You got some blueberries there to rush them down with. Oh, Look at oh that. my god, they're like little Scarlet, you've had critters. Nick, uh, you film. Yeah, they yeah. kind of look like Cocoa Pops. You know what? They're not that bad. Okay. Oh, okay. That smells all right. It, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, yeah. Imagine you're eating a salted nut. Is it a cricket? Is it that is a cricket? No, good. the legs are taken off. Uh, they might have just fell off when they roasted them. Not so bad, huh? That's all right. Yeah, yeah. Kind of tastes like, um, you know what it tastes like? Those dried and roasted chickpeas. Yes, that is exactly what it tastes for. Mm-hmm. And you have a fantastic palate. That is that is amazing. While you're eating that, and we're talking about alternate proteins yeah. and things, what do you think about alternate meats for people who are concerned about eating, um, you know, yeah. meats in general because of whatever reason? Have you had a good one of them yet? Have you found one? Have you done anything with that? Um, I haven't really. I don't really delve into that too much. I think if I'm going to eat, Meat. Meat. Like I'll, I'll, I'll prefer to just have meat-free days instead of go for meat substitutes. Yeah, that's a that's um, and just eat more veg. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure there's a few great ones out there. I just would recommend going like, you know, obviously making sure there's no preservatives. You know, the least processed, the better. If you can see something that's been like locally made or yeah, you know, get your hands on that sort of stuff instead of you know heavily processed stuff that you'd find in the supermarkets in the freezer or something like that's probably not ideal. Just make yeah. your own. Keep Super it. simple, like you know, mash sweet potato and fold some other stuff through it, shred some cabbage through it, and fry it up. Like the little rusty sort of things. Those things are great. You can make them at home, like. I think that they've 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 been invented not for vegetarians or uh, I think they're for me people who have started to be have a concern about animal welfare and they're like yeah. oh I still love the taste of meat and I'm trying to find something that's similar to that once a yeah. week as opposed to to um to that yeah like you kind of feel unsatisfied if you don't have meat in something yeah um, but I, I think that's me being the veg person I really feel like um you know. I just think you need something starchy then. Like you'd need potato, some sort of potato to like replace that if you're, yeah, making like a a beetroot, you know, those sorts of things are good. Um, Like tofu can be good if it's done in the right way, like, you know, but probably like I went to a place recently and got like a tofu, like veggio barn me. Um, You know, I I will be honest, I did miss the roast pork in it, Um, (laughs) but it was delicious. It was actually really nice. I didn't feel like, you know, I was thinking about the roast pork, but um, I wasn't like, and not enough to make me go, I'm going to go back and get another one and get it. I was still satisfied at the end of it, you know. Um, So I think just sort of changing the way that you think about it, I suppose, like if, if, if you are concerned about, you know, eating too much, meat and having too much in your diet then you've already got that sort of subconscious to be like 
it's better if I just, you know, and you're probably more likely to stick to eating a day or two without meat. One way we can all reduce plastic. Got reduce a tip for plastic. us? Yeah, and when we're cooking, um, even just at home even. Yeah, well, I think just like, you know, stopping yourself using um, Glad Wrap, like just invest in some nice Tupperware, get some containers from the shops and just reuse them over and over. Yeah, those lid um, things are good, huh? Yeah, like yeah, any those of, those, sort of uh, yeah, this, those, like those lid things yeah. are good. Um, I actually have those beeswax wrap things at home, um, which, you know, are pretty good. Um, but that it's kind of like, yeah, I suppose be conscious as well when you're at the shops, you know, or, you know, instead of buying something in, in plastic. Yeah, 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 just buy what you need, um, you know, get pick it yourself sort of thing. Get rid of those cucumbers. Yeah, quickly get rid of that. <laughs> I think, yeah, like just go to the grocer instead. Like if you're only buying for a couple of people, then, you know, you don't need to be buying like big plastic bag fills filled with stuff like yeah. well, you can buy one of our boxes that don't have yeah, yeah exactly yeah. but i think most places now um you know supermarkets grocers they're all quite conscious of um plastic and that now so i've noticed actually less and less things are being sort of pre-packed um but yeah well, I think that the world is your oyster. I think that you've had a, a great couple of years and you've represented yourself really well on the show. Yeah. And um, everyone that knows you must be really, really proud of what you've done. Uh, it's actually a real pleasure for all of us to get to know you. And I hope you know all the listeners feel the same. And um, I know that we're going to see lots more of you and hang out. and Definitely. And like with this stuff. sort of produce around, I'll, yeah. be, I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've loved being um, on the podcast. It's cool. It's good. Real pleasure to have you on. Uh, we're going to eat a lot of this produce now. Uh, was there anything else that I've forgotten, guys? Nope. Okay. Thank you very much, Thank Dessa. you. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Okay, now we can eat some